Welcome to FinTech Focus Podcast. We love to celebrate the FinTech businesses that have the big ideas and those that are making waves in their field. Today, I am joined by Max Rafago, founder of Finimize. Finimize is building the world's largest and most engaged finance community with over 1 million subscribers across their newsletter and app. They help casual investors become smarter investors through bite-sized content and an engaged community. Finimize is already one of the top grossing finance apps in the UK and US app store. So today we have Max to tell us more about the story. Max, welcome. It's great to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks for having me. So can you tell us a little bit more about your business as a way to open up? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I run a company called Finimize which I started because of a personal frustration that I experienced, which in a nutshell was that I'd built up savings and I wasn't really sure to do what with these savings. And when I went to go speak with a financial advisor, I very quickly realized that they were trying to sell me their products rather than actually help me. And when I tried to educate and inform myself, I found a very, very convoluted process. So that was the frustration that I had. And today we our news and uh, financial insights platform and community. So we put out uh, daily content to help people understand what's happening in the financial markets in a really easy to understand and digestible manner. So it will never take you more than 15 minutes um, to consume everything that you need to know what's happening in the world of finance. And then we have a very, very um, engaged community. So last year we actually had the largest financial gathering in the world all organized by volunteers from our community wow there's so many positive things to say about that because i think one of the biggest challenges that i face and that i speak to people in the industry about is lack of understanding you know and how long it takes to really understand what products are what what the intricacies of financial services what's happening in fintech so it's brilliant that you are providing a solution to this Tell us a bit more about your background before. So I've always been an entrepreneur pretty much. I've only ever had a job one year in my life. And it all really started for me. I, I had a very early passion in digital products. Uh, I, I think the interesting thing here is that I'm of the generation that's the last generation that experienced life before the World Wide Web took over. And I think as a result, I had this very early fascination with, with uh, digital products and I've always been tinkering in that space. And before I sort of minimize, I uh, started uh, an e-commerce business, which we uh, sold after around about five years to one of the largest media houses in Europe. So we see where, where the background then builds into what you've been able to do here with Finimize. Because my next question is, how did you start it? How did you know what to do? How have you scaled such a fast growing business? But it's all becoming clear with your background as well that, you know, you've, you've kind of done a few bits similar before. Yeah, I think in my previous company, I, uh, we scaled very, very quickly. We were like 200 people in the end. We were a pretty large organization and I, and I was fortunate enough to take actually quite a few learnings from that, both positive and negative, uh, and then apply those to Finimize. And then of course, you know, along the way, making new learnings uh, with Finimize. But I think it's one of those things where, you know, 
on the one side, if you've done it before, there's a lot that you've learned and that you, that you can thereby sort of reprocess. But at the same time, uh, there's a lot of things that even if you've done even if you've done it before, uh, are either going to be difficult or or you're going to enter unknown territory, and that's the case certainly also with Finimize. Um, and I suppose there's always unknown territory, right? Especially with what you're what you're doing. That's it's the about, charm. Yeah, that's the charm, isn't it? It's about <laughs> about making the unknown known. I suppose. So, so it's the excitement me, of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that takes me on to my next question about how are you helping retail investors and and how you're helping them make informed investments decisions and and also share with us, you know, why you feel like this is so important with all this mm. constant change. Yeah. So I think. If I zoom out a little bit, there's been a couple of catalysts to get retail investors into the market. Over the last couple of years specifically, uh, if you remember, there was a big crypto hype uh, when Bitcoin really took off. And obviously last year, a lot of day traders came into the market. And then this year you have the whole you know, GameStop saga that went on. And, and now everybody's talking about crypto. And so there's been a couple of these uh, catalysts that have elevated finance into pop culture or mass culture, really. And it's interesting because what happened is that more and more retail investors have entered the market. So in the US alone, 10 million new retail investors entered the market last year. That's 10% growth versus the previous year. And the last time it took ten, there was a 10% increase, it took them six years. Um, so there's a massive acceleration of, of new retail investors entering the market. And then a couple of days ago, I read, for example, Charles Schwab, which is a huge broker in the U.S., they added in, tw- in, in, the, in the first quarter of this year, they added more people than they added all of last year. So the trend continues. And so why is that? I think it's because there's a, a massive reduction in the barriers to entry for retail investors. So you have all these innovations when it comes to um, zero commission trading, when it comes to fractional share ownership, and they've allowed, and, and obviously crypto, and they've allowed sort of the mass market to enter the space. But I think when people talk about the de- democratization of financial markets, you know, all, all of the things that I just mentioned are just one part of, of, of the whole ecosystem. And I think what we're seeing now is that there's a really, really big vacuum that's been created for these new kind of retail investors getting their information. If you look at the offerings in the market today uh, for these retail investors, they're prohibitively expensive. You're going to be spending a couple hundred uh, pounds a year in order to get access. And so as a result now, people are turning to free um, solutions. And so you're seeing the rise of these like pseudo finance gurus on TikTok. And uh, obviously there's a lot of action happening on, on Reddit and I would say a lot of it is junk and, 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 and then some of it is actually very good. And, and I think that's because there's been this vacuum in it. And, and so like we see the big need and also the big opportunity to build a premium, high quality platform that gives financial information, but is affordable for the mass market and thereby really c- completes the puzzle where now people have more access to um, financial tools and apps and platforms but they also need to have access to the right information and maybe as a final final note there you know what what makes today's investor different um from what from we've done a lot of research in our community and i think it's interesting to see that it very much lines up with external research that we've seen where 
today's retail investor is very time poor, so they don't want to spend hours a day doing research. They, they maybe want to spend 10 to 15 minutes. They are very community driven. So over 90% consult their peers when they make an investment decision and they learn by doing. So what we're seeing a lot is people are spending like a hundred pounds on an investment, not because they think this is going to make them going to make them wealthy or something, but rather just because they want to learn that way uh, because they have some skin in the game. They can learn, they can learn that way and and it gives them the focus. And so, that's really what we have been building, right? Like our, our offering is all around uh, bite-sized uh, for the modern mobile first consumer from an independent unbiased source, you know, like uh, I think that's also really, really important. You're starting to see some of these brokers wanting to give information. The reality is, you know, they just have one incentive and that is to, for you to transact and they cannot give you the best information. That's impossible. They're too biased. And so that's, I think, how I, how I and we view the market and also how we view uh, Finimize's role within that whole market. And I think credibility plays a huge part with the, within this as well, because as you mentioned, there's so many forums right now where you said the word pseudo, you know, pseudo experts are, are, mm-hmm. are, are sharing their opinion. And these, these opinions, it's incredibly important that it's reliable information. I think what really stands out throughout this whole podcast is your information is reliable. It's unbiased. It, it's, it's in bite size. It's you're able to take it in. You're able to understand it quickly. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great, great thing to, to learn from this podcast. Um, now, I know that you attract talent from top tier investment banks to work at Finamize full time. Why is it important that Finamize content is written by ex Goldman Sachs, Bloomberg, Fidelity analysts, for example? Yeah, I think it's a perfect uh, segue from the previous conversation around credibility and, and, and high quality. I think uh, we want to make sure that the people who produce the content really, really, really know what they're talking about. And we found that in order to do that, you need to have you know, years of experience uh, in the actual domain uh, of finance. And we found that analysts from these top-tier financial institutions Tend to t- tend to fit that role really well. Yeah, absolutely, and it, and it was a, a great segue because I think it's it's incredibly important that when we're talking about a business such as yours, the, the change that you've you've made to the industry, the speed in which you're growing, the demand that's there, that piece on credibility is so so important that that people know it's a trusted a trusted uh, source of information and an easily accessible source of information. So. I can imagine that you've got some big plans for the rest of the year. Um, it'd be great if you could share some of them with us. Yeah, so I think for us, we, we did a lot of research with our user base to understand how do they use us today, where we add value and where can we add more value. And what we found was that a lot of people use us really to not only stay on top of what's happening in the world of finance, but also to spot really interesting investing trends and opportunities from all the research that our analysts do and where they then share their key insights with you. And then what happens is that people go and do uh, research and uh, try and really sort of dive a bit deeper. And we found that that's a really interesting phase of the investment journey where there's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of complexity and really wrapping your head around some of these numbers. 
And so we feel like that's an interesting opportunity for us to explore, uh, to see whether, you know, what we did for the financial news and analysis space uh, to really boil it down into the essence and, and deliver the key insights in an easy to digest format to you. Uh, whether we can do the same thing on, on the research phase. And so that's what we are very excited about to be exploring right now. Well, it sounds incredibly exciting. And to think that you've grown as fast as you have done and with all those plans for the rest of the year, it'll be brilliant to see uh, how you get on um, and you'll definitely want to watch. So thank you for coming on the, the show. It's great to learn about your business, to share that with our audience. And let's definitely keep in touch because it'd be great to have another podcast in six months, tw- uh, 12 yes. months time to see exactly where you've got to and how far you've grown. Yes, so. Make- Make me accountable for the plans. Yes, I like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm all about accountability, pledging yes, and then coming that. back and saying what you've done. So yeah, yeah it's Fantastic. been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Max. Thank you very much.